Welcome to the Yellow Jackets Hive After Dark. I am your co-host, Media Melanie, here with... And I'm Emily. And this is our very first Hive After Dark Yellow Jackets After Show. We will be live streaming them on Sundays following the airing on Showtime. And that means you can all hop in the comments, you can ask questions, we can all chat about some things. We're going to try to keep it at about 30 minutes. That's our goal. Uh, We'll see how we do with that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, thank you for buzzing in. We appreciate it. Um, We have a lot of gratitude to be here in the Yellow Jackets fandom. So thank you for buzzing in and consuming our content. Um, Yeah, we have some people in the comments already, too. Yay. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Michelle says, I'm so jealous of your jackets. (laughs) Oh, thank you. We love them. And you know what? I just ordered a Doom Coming shirt from Showtime that I'm wearing and some other merch that will be arriving. So can't wait to rock that as well. Uh, Emily, we have a cast member with a birthday tomorrow. Yes, Sophie Nelise. I think she turns 23. Either way, she's a baby. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, oh, you know, she's turning 22 on March 27th. Oh, 22. Be 22. Okay. Um, Allison B is asking, hi, can we watch this on replay? Absolutely. You sure can. We will upload the audio version as well. So if you can't stay up this late, don't worry. You can totally catch us tomorrow. So um, one more thing. We wanted to announce our winners to uh, for the Paley Fest photos, uh, tickets. Um, thanks to Showtime for giving us the opportunity to give these away. Uh, we had two winners, Annalise and Chelsea, who will both be attending the cast Q&A and special screening of episode 202. So thank you to everybody who entered. Um, it's going to be really fun. So that's yeah. awesome that a couple of fans get to go. So I'm yay. jealous that they get to go. <laughs> I wish I was going. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? Speaking of things that I'm jealous of, your husband created this <laughs> amazing altar for you guys to watch the premiere the other night. Um, he is man of the year in my book. He created this amazing <laughs> altar with candles, an animal head, a doll with one eye, the crate, a heart. I mean, were you surprised with that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He told me I had to leave the room for like an hour and I wasn't allowed to peek or anything. And that was the last thing that I was expecting to see. Oh, so cute. So cute. We've enjoyed the yeah. fans on Twitter posting things that they've been doing to get ready for the show. Um, we especially loved uh, number one random Misty News reporter, uh, Miss WandaVision 15. Uh, posted her photo of her I want uh, my lawyer cookie that, of course, we saw Misty. <laughs> Shauna, so we absolutely loved that. Um, we had a hive hangout the other day. We played some fun yellow jackets, would you rathers? Um, I'm just gonna play one really quick, and I've got a new would you rather for everybody. So let's um watch this one really quick. This was yours, Emily. Would you rather be a prisoner in Misty's basement or have your leg chopped off? <clears throat> I think I would have to go with being prisoner in the basement because. <laughs> There might be a way to like outsmart her to get out of that situation that doesn't involve losing a limb. Oh, sure. So. Sure. <laughs> that was a good one. A uh, friend of the podcast, Phoenix. Let's All play right, Let's see. Really- Would you rather bring Jackie or Laura Lee back to life? Uh, I think Laura Lee. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she, yeah, I think they're going to miss out on her a lot. I think Lottie is really is going to need her. So I'd bring her back. 
Yep. And then one more, our friend Claudine. So would you rather play one-on-one soccer with Ty or go into labor in the wilderness? <laughs> oh, my oh my God. God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Tough I, choices. I, I know. I know. I, I would say soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm there with you. I would absolutely <laughs> say soccer. Yeah. I mean, you might risk. Okay. So Emily and everybody in the comments, would you rather eat Jackie's ear or be Steve the dog? Oh my gosh. I think I have to go with be Steve the dog. Just because like I can't imagine just like putting a human ear in my mouth like to consume it. That is so like beyond disturbing. Yes. Um, it definitely speaks to Shauna's mental state in the episode. We'll get into that in just a second. Um, before we do, just another quick shout out for Showtime in general and their super creative marketing that we've seen coming yeah. into this. Um, we had that really fun MTV Kurt Loader video that was shared. Um, very 90s nostalgia. Such a brilliant crossover, which also extended into the show itself with the challenge from MTV being on TV when Kelly and her boyfriend were watching it. So um, I love these like product placement type of tie-ins. I think it's just amazing and so on brand. Of course, they did the Florence and the machine cover with the, you know, uh, no doubt just a girl. So just props like their marketing team is just so brilliant so yeah um and then of course we have seen this promotional poster with the cast and they're assembled in a way that looks like the symbol which is again really on brand a little bit creepy Mm -hmm. the symbol is obviously an overarching thing that's been part of the show since the beginning and they also did some direct mailings to some of the people on their list for this first episode friends romans and countrymen they sent out some clues in the mail so um, you know, hopefully they'll be doing that weekly. That'll be fun. Yeah, I hope so. And we've seen the new episode titles that are coming up, but today we're just going to specifically kind of focus on a few things from Friends, Romans, and Countrymen. So, um, Emily, can you just read the description of the episode really quick? Yes. It says, two months into winter, our survivors cope with falling rations, low morale, and their disastrous attempt to free the teammate at the game. Shauna explores the secondary market for Yellow Jackets memorabilia, while Thaisa, Misty, and Natalie all seek out best friends, both old and new. For those of you keeping the stat book, Lottie Matthews, who the fuck comes off, comes in off the bench. And it was so epic. So epic. And you know what? Before we dive into some of the spoilers here, I'm just going to put up our Yellow Jacket spoiler alerts banner. So if you're watching and for some reason you have not yet watched the first episode, you know, you may not want to tune in because there will be some spoilers ahead. Um, We have Rob in the comments and he just said that uh, Steve the dog probably doesn't make it to the end (laughs) of the season. Um, And Kaysom says, I agree, Steve, run away. I mean, after we saw the fate of Biscuit, yikes. Who knows what's going to happen here? I have higher hopes for Steve than I do did for Biscuit. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Showtime had tweeted something with just a few images from this first episode, episode 201, Friends, Romans, Countrymen. Now we have a little more context into why that episode was named that way. Uh, Lend us your ear and we'll be happy to tell you all about it here. Um, (laughs) We saw, you know, the episode opens with Shauna and Misty. Misty had her uh, voice changer. She was interviewing Shauna. Uh, we've got an image here of Coach Ben and Misty um, cooking near the food. And she did say in this episode she's not going to poison anybody again. So that's good. 
It's just like the fact that she has to say again. <laughs> I know. I mean, pretty unbelievable. And you know what? Speaking of that, we're doing something each week called the Misty Moment of the Week. And Emily, you pulled this one. And I think I agree. Um, her quote. And some of those things can be worse than others, depending on our choices. Larry Frankowski, 65 Union Street, Apartment 2B. Remind me, Larry, is your social security number 13800 Or is it? No, I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, that was pretty funny. Along with her description of Nat, what did she describe Nat as to this uh, motel owner when she was there looking for her? She said that she was... Uh funny she said she was a brunette or no there was what she said was funny sorry my my bad she said she was a brunette stunning and looks like she would stab you <laughs> yes which is is pretty accurate so we will be doing our mfq moment of the week i think that was you know that was a really fun one for this week so yeah we also have like, it just like takes the cake that like she goes as far as to like figure out this man's social security number like that is like classic mfq like to a t it really is and making these idle threats i mean come on people we don't need to be threatening people here do we mfq i mean come on really like <laughs> anyway um we also saw a new theme open for the show so no return mm -hmm. they have upgraded the opening title theme to include some new visuals so i thought we could go over a few of those um there were some you know that we've seen before but there were some that were uh, a little bit more telling than others something that was really mm -hmm. interesting was seeing the Caligula in the bottom right corner there. We've got this tweet from Miss WandaVision 15 again. Uh, we see Caligula smoking a cigar and it's in a collage with that photo we saw on Instagram of someone playing Caligula. So I think it's safe to say that's going to happen. That's going to be so interesting. Like it makes me think of like you've referenced that show with Elijah Wood like multiple times in regards to this aspect with the dog. Because it was a dog, right? Like Wilfred, Wilfred. Yes. Yep. So if it is like that, like that'll add like a really funny element to the show. Oh my God. Uh, you know, someone just said in the comments, Showtime just dropped a season two preview 14 minutes ago. Oh my goodness. We are gonna have to uh we're gonna have to go over that. We did uh pull a couple things we can talk about though from the preview we saw at the end of the episode that preview season two. So we will get into that. But some of these images in that new open, we see these pieces of paper all together and it looks like they're sticks or something forming the shape of the symbol on there. I yeah, wonder that's what that's what about. Too. That's what I yes. thought too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what the notes are, but we do see other notes here in the open. We see, I am something for my friends. Could this possibly be a rescue note or have something to do with that we see the bottom of it burning along with this queen of hearts card as well of course we've heard them reference the missing queen of queens in the deck so that yeah and in that in that new promo poster that you just showed with the like shaping the symbol like there's also a queen of hearts like right next to van's head in oh, that picture right Mm-hmm. So Gosh, that's definitely it's... something that they're going to go back to. Like, why else would they put it there? Yes, yes. Uh, other kind of disturbing images we see in the open, mm -hmm. we see some blood dripping through some kind of a screen. Maybe they're funneling some meat and sifting the blood out. I, 
I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. There was also another image in there of this heart that was a little alarming. Uh, mm -hmm. We also see the fingers on the map. Uh, we've now learned they've extended seven miles out in each direction when Nat and Travis have been out searching. Yeah. And, and in the when when they show them in the 1998 timeline, um, you can hear the woman talking to the press and she says something like the the crash zone extended like 600 miles north of where like their flight path was supposed to be. So them going seven miles in each direction is nothing in comparison to that. Nothing in the scheme. And we see those opening shots, the big, you know, drone shot. And I mean, it's a vast wilderness out there. So when they get rescued, I mean, it has to be from one of them seeking help. Javi, you know, maybe has found another faction. We'll get into that one a little bit later, too. But just back to a couple more of these images from the new open. We're seeing the man with no eyes. Mm -hmm. We are also seeing some other guy with a weird eyeless face, maybe a mask. Same thing with this image. We see another person in a mask. Somebody put this little image together, putting the similarities of Javi next to eyeless Michael Jackson man, which I thought was interesting. Uh, could this somehow be representative of Javi if he does not make it? Yeah, I don't, I don't quite see how that one would work out, but I know that our friend Claudine really believes that wholeheartedly. <laughs> yes. Another image, we see a photo of the Sadeki family covered in blood. We see Shauna, Jeff, and Callie. And I think that speaks to the prevalence of the Sadeki family in the storylines in season two. We've already seen quite a bit from Jeff and Shauna in this first episode, them at Adam's art studio, destroying the journals and Adam's ID. We see Jeff getting down to Papa Roach. He's clearly spiraling with everything that's going on with his wife. So um, yeah, the, you know, there were just a lot of interesting new images in there. So I thought that yeah. that was something we should cover. But uh, we'll cover this whole episode in more depth on our weekly episode, which we'll drop later this week. This is just kind of like the highlight reel, if you will. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of probably like the three most important points that we extracted to talk about in this highlight reel, of course, um, ghost Jackie and Shauna eating the ear. Emily, what was your initial reaction when you first saw frozen dead Jackie and, the, and what was transpiring out in the meat locker? It, it was so jarring to like watch her pretend to be talking to her and see her like Jackie like speaking and then to cut to the actual image where it shows her just sitting there like talking to a dead body like it was so jarring and I don't know if you noticed this I, but somebody on Reddit actually pointed this out too that in those scenes when Shauna's talking to Jackie like when Shauna's speaking like you can see the air when she's speaking because it's so cold but when Jackie speaks no air is shown like coming out of her mouth because she's not really alive. So why would it? Oh, Which gosh. I found like real, like it's crazy that somebody like already like realized that kind of a detail. Absolutely. We see Vine in there saying the Jackie jump scare, the other forever terrifying. Yes, indeed. Uh, Michelle is saying like I knew she'd be a corpse in there, but I still jumped. I think that yeah. we we all jumped a little bit. It is a little jarring to see Ella Purnell, you know, essentially as as a, a popsicle, a Jackie popsicle. So and then, yeah. of course, you know, at the very end, 
Shauna, oh. she did it. She she put the ear in her mouth. She took a bite and it was crunchy. I just Ooh. thought it would be softer maybe. I don't know if it's sitting in her pocket. It's not cooked up. It's raw, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. is this a pregnancy craving like next level? I craved like horseradish and caprese when I was pregnant. I don't know. Did you have any weird, weird cravings when you were pregnant? I went through like phases. Like for a while, I was like obsessed with strawberry jello for some reason, <laughs> but nothing like abnormal. <laughs> yeah. So to see her eating that is mostly a huge testament of Shauna's mental state two months later. She's very yeah. clearly having some guilt over Jackie's death. The trauma that she's gone through with her best friend, this whole journey where she hooks up with Jeff, and we see a little bit more of the start of their relationship when she's talking with Jackie, playing MASH, and tells her how it all happened. Spoiler Mm -hmm. alert, Shauna made the first move, as we've suspected, so. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Yes, but that was, you know, our number one thing. And then to follow it with Shauna walking back into the cabin with the tray of meat and saying rations are low. Do you think that's foreshadowing the fact that they might eat Jackie? And did we expect to see her any cannibalism this soon? No, and I like though I didn't expect it from Shauna of all people, but like a part of me feels like that she's gonna like keep doing it in secret, like keep eating her in secret and not telling any of the other girls what she's doing as like some twisted way of like keeping Jackie with her at all times and I feel like one of the other girls is going to find out and like they're gonna put a stop to it by like saying like we need to get rid of her body or she's going to secretly feed them Jackie and they're not going to know what they're eating which would be really messed up even worse I mean that's even worse than Misty destroying the black box I feel like wow so Nick says just think about how she looked at Jackie's parents all those years knowing she literally consumed their daughter I mean they Mm. ate brunch over their house surely this must have been a thought in her head. Uh, Tiffany says, do we think she did it to have Jackie be a part of her or because she was starving? Well, I think it's a combination of both of those. I think she was starving, desperate, having a traumatic moment, and she's really, you know, becoming unhinged. And it's really sad to see when anybody becomes unhinged and yeah. the things that they will do when they get to that mental state. Hi, Tiffany, by the way. That's one of my friends. (laughs) Oh, yay. Love that. I love that you guys are commenting. So thank you all for being here. Uh, You know, one of the other bullet points of this episode was that we met some new jackets, right? We saw some new girls, some of the JV girls that were in the background last season who now have speaking roles. So who do we see here, Emily? That is Jen and Crystal. And I can tell already that I'm going to think Crystal is so funny. Like, when she approach, when she's outside with Misty and talking to her about singing, like she just seems like so socially awkward and like watching them together, I feel like is going to be a treat. I absolutely loved that about her. I agree. Crystal's going to be great. And we are fortunate to be speaking with Newha a little bit later mm-hmm. in the season, uh, along with Jenna Burgess, who plays another JV Yellow Jacket. Uh, Melissa will be speaking with her as well. Uh, we've been working really hard and hustling on our own ends to book our own guests. And we're very proud of ourselves for getting to speak to some of the cast. Um, you know what? Speaking of that really quick, let's just take a little 
little time out. Uh, if you didn't see, we had an interview with Kevin Alves from a few weeks ago. We've dropped it on our socials. And uh, here's a clip with his three words to describe Yellow Jacket season two. Three words to describe season two. Hmm. Power. Okay. Got to throw that okay. one in there. Um, starvation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And um, in a sense, because of the cold, I'll use the word captivity. Okay. Because there's a sense of there's a sense of no getting out, no right. getting away from this now. Yeah. And so that's uh, those are the three big, big things that I could say. Uh, we had so much fun talking to Kevin, who plays Teen Travis. Uh, so if you haven't watched that whole episode, check it out at yellowjacketshive.com. It is up on our profiles. Uh, I'm excited for more Travis, too. Like, already from what we've just seen from the first episode, like, you can tell that, like, we're going to get a little bit more depth to him. And when he imagines seeing Javi, like, in the snow, like, my heart, like, stopped for a second because I'm like, there's no way this can be how they find him. Like, no. It can't just be that simple. Uh, I was very happy to see a Travis heavy first episode. It was really cool to see him and Lottie, you know, performing that ritual, something we've seen in the visuals leading up to the premiere and him having some major anxiety and having to be kind of talked down. So it's good that Lottie's able to do that for him. And, you know, speaking of that, we, we get a lot more adult Lottie, we get the cult and we hear Lottie say at the end that she has a message for Nat from Travis, which is, wonder what that's about. I know, like, like, I've talked about this with, like, a couple of my other friends that watch the show, and, like, some people are thinking that, like, maybe when they're in the wilderness, like, he kind of, like, goes back and forth between Lottie and Natalie, because we see, like, that he's obviously forming some kind of a relationship with Lottie already. Like, she has the ability to help him calm himself down in the middle of a panic attack, and, like she's there like she's there for him and he's and she believes most importantly she believes that hobby's still alive and that's something that he's holding on to because the thought of hobby not being alive anymore i just don't think he can handle it absolutely um we have l aura 77 saying javi is definitely alive uh we also have um the hive is alive. Yes, we are the other forever. The hive is alive. We are live here with our Yellow Jackets Hive After Dark show. So thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Speaking of Javi being alive or not, we did run a poll on our Twitter. Um, you know, we did not see Javi in the first episode. What's the actual likelihood he's alive? Did he possibly seek shelter in a, with a secondary group, maybe back at the plane? Why did Ned inspect that moss? Is there maybe yeah. some kind of underground thing that's happening around there that would be preventing the moss to grow i did read online moth can photo moss can photosynthesize itself i think five feet below the surface so it could just be she's marveling at the nature amazingness of moss but i still think there's something to it because it was in a cleared out like tree stump area which we've saw with the offerings before back to the poll 
it was neck and neck. We still have a couple of days left, but 46.7% of people believe Javi is a popsicle and he met the same fate as Jackie, while 45.9%, which is not even a percent below, believe that Javi is alive. So I can't wait to see. Uh, we're actually speaking with Luciano as well to lock him in for an episode this season, uh, which we can't wait for. We just have to finalize the day. So we will be speaking with Javi live in the hive at some point. We can't wait for that. I hope by I think by that point we'll know what's going on with Javi. I think so too. I absolutely yeah. think so. And um, just some other characters that we met here. Of course, we know that Nicole Maines is playing Lisa, who is a cult member or part of Lottie's intentional community, as they're calling it, wearing purple, wearing the symbol necklace. She's the one who's in there looking after Nat. Of course, we know that Nat stabs her in the hand uh, in order to escape. And then be able to witness what's actually going on with the cult, which is our third point that we wanted to make was we see a lot more cult action. We can now yeah. confirm that all of the um, people in the masks are in the adult timeline, just as we've speculated, except they're not the cast. They're members of Lottie's intentional community. So we have more context. There was some um, interesting stuff, pardon the quality of these shots, but there was a um, naked man. We did see a penis in this episode of Yellow Jackets um, of a man who looks to be a willing participant in this cult ritual, which involves burying him alive. We see them putting him in a hole, putting dirt over him. Someone had said the other day on our Instagram live that this is a symbol of renewal and rebirth within cults. Yes. So, yep. you know, that's that's what they're doing. It seems that Lottie is helping people help themselves in a way and deal with their inner struggles and yep. whatnot. Um, do you think you would buy into that intentional community, Emily? What do you think? <sighs> I mean, if I was in a vulnerable state, maybe. Because I feel like people like that are really good at appealing to people who are like not in a secure headspace because they're easily manipulated and you can get people to join you that like that way if you act that way. So it would depend on my like if I was vulnerable or not at that point in time as to whether I would really buy in. But no, like as like now, like if it were right now, no, absolutely not. Now, no Shell Houghton is saying, is it possible Travis worked for Lottie at the resort? The pay stub we saw in season one, could that be a resort name? So it was Ooh. Willow, what was it, Willowbrook Ranch? Is it possible mm -hmm. that Willowbrook Ranch is actually home to where this is, you know, happening? I, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. And then someone else, uh, Shell, is also saying here, um, oops, wait, where did that go? Is it a cult or is it a wellness retreat? It didn't feel as culty as it did in season one. I would agree with that assessment. Emily, what yeah. do you think? I mean, it, we thought we were going like full on cult. So maybe, maybe not. I feel like she, like she might have good intentions, but at the same time, like she's still manipulating people at the same time. Like even if she's trying to help people. So right. I don't know. It's hard to say. We'll probably get more context. We did get a lot more context on Teen Lottie. This was her screaming after the rescue. Uh, we got the 1998 timeline with the press and the rescue, which we didn't think we would see that early. So, you know, we've got Lottie screaming. We, of course, saw the electroshock therapy, which we had seen in some oh. of the teasers. We see her in the institution helping somebody the early 
formative years of her uh, adapting to this wellness community and founding it. But one interesting thing, we're closing in on 30 minutes, so we're not going to have time for everything. But the season two preview at the end of the episode, we've seen a lot of those scenes so far. I think one of the interesting things we haven't heard is Misty saying that she has a pretty big secret in the teen timeline, Mm -hmm. which I felt, what is that secret, Misty? Did you find another group did you find something and what are you not telling them and keeping from them i find that sus but very on brand for mfq i think that she because i'm pretty sure she was talking to crystal when she said that so what i think is that she tells crystal about the fact that she destroyed the black box that's my guess Okay, I can see that. But the most interesting takeaway I got from that preview was Lottie stumbling on a plane covered in snow in the wilderness. Could it be that this was part of what the creators were saying when it's not a reality? Maybe it's part of a flashback dream, hallucination, flash forward. Or is there another plane out there she discovered? And could that have something to do with where Javi is? I don't know. It could go either way. Like, like you said, like they have, the creators have said in interviews that like, we will learn that like a lot of what we're seeing is not reality. So it's, it's so hard to tell what is and what isn't as of now, like only seeing one episode. So We've got a long road ahead of us. Uh, We know that we'll be getting at least nine episodes, if not a bonus episode, something that Ashley Lyle had mentioned on Twitter. And again, there's a lot more in this episode we have to unpack. We will unpack that on our weekly episode, um, including, you know, we saw some Thai man action. We saw, again, Travis buying into Lottie. We saw a lot with Jeff and Shauna, Callie finding Mm -hmm. the evidence in the grill, Um, Misty searching for Nat, Steve the dog. Uh, There's a lot of stuff along with the music. I mean, we didn't even discuss the show opened with yeah. uh, 17 by Sharon Van Etten, which is just an amazing song. Yeah. I thought that tied in well to both timelines and the way that they used that. Of yeah. course, uh, we heard Drown by Smashing Pumpkins. We heard Number One Crush by Garbage uh, and Cornflake Girl by Tori Amos at the end, which I absolutely loved. But I think for me, the Papa Roach song with Jeff in the car, in the garage, just like losing his mind and spiraling out over the madness yeah. that is his wife's situation really did it for me. I thought absolutely. that song worked. And Warren Cole said in an interview he had never even heard that song before or Papa Roach. So I think that's so funny. That's I know so that funny. was a really popular song. So yes, that, that was indeed very funny. Um, really quick. Let's just kind of tease uh, what we have coming up next week before we get to some of the comments. Uh, we have Ro Rusak joining us. She's a news editor from Nerdist and Screen Rant. She's written some amazing articles on Yellow Jackets, including a season one recap. She did an interview with Warren Cole recently. We've shared them to our socials. We encourage you to check them out. Uh, we love Ro. She was on discussing the Yellow Jackets fairy tale archetypes uh don't forget to go watch that if you did not already and again we're going to be speaking with Nuha. we're going to be speaking with jenna uh, luciano and some other cast members this season uh again we've been working very hard to create some buzzworthy content for you all we appreciate you consuming our content and being here yes. and um with that let's look at some of the comments because this is all about the fans yeah um Oh, let's see. We have Echo. Uh, we need oh, the Pixies. Hi, 
can we just have Nat wear a pixie shirt and not use them? Yeah, you know, you're right. We can't just have her wear a pixie shirt and not use them. So I would not be surprised uh, to see that. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Jeff rocking out was great from Drew Cat Morris. It sure was. I absolutely loved that. And I just, I Jeff has grown on me so much since the beginning. I just... Yeah. I'm like ride or die Jeff at this point. I don't know yeah. about anybody else, but uh, it was so yeah. funny when he when she called him when Shauna called him and he's like chicken nuggets apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this selling the six pieces. Oh my god, he's he's just such a an important comic relief in the show. I absolutely love him. Uh, KB says, come back soon. I need more of this. I vote for a longer live next week. I'm not against doing a longer live. Uh, there is, of course, so much that we can possibly unpack. Um, and yeah. we're happy to be here doing it. Some noted garbage, my favorite 90s band. Absolutely. Um, let's see. That song, I used to be 17. I know. I know. I've been listening to it constantly. The music was all bangers in this episode yeah. from Michelle. Yes, it sure was. And Vine, Vine, we have Misty Cursing. Misty Cursing <laughs> was really cute. That was funny. There were lots of good Misty moments. And, you know, Vine also pointed out Misty 100% gets her show tunes from Crystal. That's interesting. Perhaps that is where that all originated. You are probably totally right on that, Vine. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you know what? We have uh, Jace, uh, Jack servant here a flashback of plane's origin maybe lottie and mm. that image of the plane covered in snow was some kind of a flashback uh, maybe lottie yeah. is able to see things that have already happened i don't know hopefully yeah. we'll we'll figure that out oh and then we have of course vine um i do think that misty will kill crystal or crystal will just die i thought that maybe crystal was going to be pit girl but i'm kind of leaning towards mari yeah. Um, oh, what was the quote that Mari had this week that was hilarious? Um, I thought I wrote it down. Like, Seriously, so we're not going to talk about her set being outside in the meat shed all day with that ass Jackie or something like that. With dead ass Jackie, that's exactly what it was. The meat shed with dead ass Jackie. I love the way Mari delivered that line. That was probably one of my favorite quotes of the episode besides like those cute yeah. little MFQ uh moment so yeah vine says i really think it will be mari i mean at this point i i see the long hair i just feel like mari's got to be pit girl yeah because she's important enough that like we care about her as a character but like it wouldn't feel cheap to us like if she like was someone who really wasn't involved in the storyline because like the way that it was presented to us is like we're supposed to care who this person is so obviously yep. like they're an important part of the story it's like they're giving us just enough of her to establish her as a character, make us have one feeling or another about her, and then they're going to take her away when they put her in the pit. Yes. You know, Michelle had another comment here. Um, I love Jeff at this point. I know every uh, I know everyone thinks the No Book Club was hilarious, which is was funny in retrospect. But it broke my heart when he realized she was cheating after he professed how much he loved her and how great she is. I know, right? Like, yeah. can we all just gather around Jeff and offer him some support? I feel like he's going to need it. The police are going to be coming over to their house. Callie yep. could go either way. She could throw her mom slash maybe dad under the bus or she yeah. could maybe use the information for good and not be 
you know, the conniving daughter that they make her out to be. I would like to see a more positive character journey for Callie. That's just yeah. my own my own hope for her character. So yeah, same. And actually, Sarah had uh, reached out to us on Instagram saying that she would love to talk to us this season, and uh, we will be speaking with her soon in order to set a date. So that's great. We'll talk Callie. We're going to have your mom on for an episode, Emily, to talk about the mother-daughter dynamic between Shauna and Callie, which is unfolding even more this season. So I think that's going to be super fun. And let's see, Danielle Krauss, Jeff is a ride or die husband. I agree. There are not many men out there who are going to be willing to support and actually help their wife cover up the murder of her dead lover, which she stabbed. Yeah. So. Yep. He's a winner. That's for sure. He really is a winner. Absolutely. Um, and hey, for any of you Yellow Jackets fans out there who are in LA, you can still buy these Paley Fest tickets. Yeah. We're going to put up the link here at the bottom. Um, it is HTTPS. Uh, it's one of those bit.ly links slash 3MWA1NR. If you're watching, you can see it. We've tweeted that link as well, and we'll drop it in our socials. But that Paley Fest panel with the cast and creators is going to be fun, along with the episode 202 screening. So um, for anybody who can make it, you know, try to make it. Um, yes. Yeah. Ooh, Tiffany had one more comment. Let's end with this one. Do we honestly... Do we think she honestly felt the way she described in the studio, or was she trying to manipulate Jeff into feeling differently about her cheating? That's a really mm. good question. That Shana's is really manipulative, good question. so like it could definitely have been that she wanted to make him feel differently. I could definitely see that. Right. And Claudine, we see you there too, uh, telling Tiffany that finally someone gets it. We love you, Claudine. We appreciate you being here. And we're so glad you were able to buzz into our Hive Hangout this week too. So thank you to you, to Kim, to all of the other fans we had buzz in. Phoenix, Lou, Leah, we had a a whole bunch of fans. Um, Joseph, uh, it was sure a good group. Anybody, but it was a really good group. Catch the Hive Hangout on YouTube if you haven't already. Um, and everybody, as Hannah is pointing out in the comments, remember to go watch the episode two preview. Um, mm, yes, yes, we will go do that again. We will be back with another episode this week, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, be sure to connect with us at yellowjacketshive.com. Yes. Whew, gosh first hive after dark in the books everybody yay yeah we, yes. i look forward to next week yeah same here same here so catch our episode this week it probably won't be a live stream so we'll we'll drop that in the usual places but thank you all for tuning in again we just have so much gratitude to be here in the fandom working hard to create content for you all we appreciate it and we'll see yes. you soon until we spill again